Percy, as we get started today, is it an oxymoron to suggest that good things can emerge from hard and difficult situations that can challenge one's mental, emotional, and physical being? Wayne, dare I say that many probably struggle with making sense of what's actually happening to them when caught under a sudden avalanche of negativity and hardship. But yes, two things can be true at the same time, Hmm. no matter how diametrically opposed they may appear to be one to another. Let's have a conversation today about this very complicated tightrope walk. All right. Today, we'll hear from a young woman who had to revisit this very dynamic when she was told she had a brain tumor, followed by a difficult rehabilitation. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome, everyone, to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. So two things can be true at the same time, huh, Percy? They can, my friend, and often when we are walking in that scenario and situation, it may be hard to process that and realize that, but absolutely, and we're going to hear from someone that's going to help us to actually understand how she came to terms with that very principle. All right, we'll meet our guest here in just a few moments. We urge you to stay with us to hear her story on health, hope, and inspiration. Hey, thanks for taking the time to go to our website. Thanks for subscribing to this podcast. And when you go to the website, there's some resources there that you'll find, and we'll mention today's, which is called Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients, a great resource you can download right now. Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. But also on the website, it can be interactive because, Percy, we pose a question each week. We love to hear back from listeners, and these answers help us form new podcasts along the way. So what's the question this week? Well, our question for this week, Wayne, is have you ever struggled with finding the good in the midst of something that was bad? Uh Have you ever struggled with finding the good in the midst of something that was bad? All right. I can't wait to hear your responses when you go to the website, healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on connect to answer the question. Now we pose a question each week and recently we had this question, what was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? And here's one response that came to us from Rockford, Illinois. It was not why God allowed me to have cancer, but what am I supposed to do or say on behalf of God's plan for me because of having cancer? I know that everything happens for a reason and I truly believe that, but I simply don't know what to think or say about having cancer, I'm clueless. There are times this simply leaves me numb. Any advice to help me work through this, Reverend McCray? So they turn the question right around and pose the question to you, Percy. Well, I imagine since I've been doing this for a little while, they thought I had a response, and I actually do. I <laughs> okay. have a thought about this. And, and this is a very common scenario and question for people to work through at the end of the day. And my response would be to you is this, that you may not actually understand why today at the moment but you can rest, be rest assured in the fact that God ultimately will send and provide some clarity, very similar to when Abraham was told by God to leave his family and his home, uh, you know, his place of origin and start moving in a direction. Mm-hmm. God didn't tell him exactly what direction to go into 
or why to go in that direction. But as he started moving in that direction, clarity came and more enumeration also came. And I would suggest that that would also be the case. Keep moving, keep taking one step in front of the other and clarity will come at some point in time and trust that God is not going to leave you or forsake you. Yeah, my friend. we've seen that happen over and over again, haven't we? We have. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Well, thank you for posing that to us. But when you answer the question of the week, uh, it's so encouraging. So go to healthhopeandinspiration.com. Mm-hmm. All right, Percy, before we meet our guest, why don't you share some scripture with us? Yes, sir. I have a very powerful verse of scripture, and it's going to be so applicable for today as a foundation. Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3, very familiar passage of scripture also. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Verse 2 to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our Lord to comfort all who mourn. Verse three is our operative verse. Okay. To console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Today, we're going to hear exactly how an individual worked through a process of receiving beauty for ashes. That's a wonderful passage of scripture. I'm so glad that you shared that with us today from Isaiah. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers where they treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We're about to get a dose of inspiration right now as Percy introduces us to our guest today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Well, hey, 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 everyone. I'm so excited to be with you again today. Uh, And I have another, just a powerful uh, story, an interview to share with you. As I often say on this show, uh, we bring stories authentic and, and original and organic to inspire you who may be dealing with any aspect of mental, emotional, and physical challenges with regard to health and wellness. And uh, today you're going to be blessed by this conversation. We have with us today Avery Garn, who is, um, uh, has recovered from uh, a benign brain tumor diagnosed in April 2020. And she had surgery on May 2020, a month later. 
a 17-hour brain surgery uh, that that really uh, challenged her. And today I want you to hear her story uh, with regard to going through that process. Welcome uh, to the show, Avery. How are you doing, my dear? It's so good. Thank you so much for having me, Reverend McCray. Um, I'm doing really well. Well, good. Well, as the introduction stated, um, you have recovered and in, in some ways still are recovering here and there with regard to having uh, a benign brain tumor removed uh, after 17 hours of surgery. Let's talk about the day, uh, and I always say it this way, the day when you were first told uh, by your doctor that, you know, you've got something growing in your in your head that needs to be <laughs> dealt with. Let's talk about uh, that conversation. Where were you and how did you feel when you were told about that? So I was, I was at home. Um, I had, so this was April of 2020. So COVID had been going on for about, the world had felt shut down for about a month. Yeah. And when the world shut down, um, I was teaching in the classroom. Um, and when it shut down, I our school moved to virtual learning. Um, and as a result, I was able to start seeing a physical therapist for all the head and neck pain I had been experiencing. And after about a month of physical therapy, she referred me to an ear, nose and throat doctor. Okay. And so he was the one who called me to tell me about my tumor. Um, he, when I saw him, he knew pretty much right away, I think based on my symptoms, what um, the problem was, mm. what was causing my pain. And so I saw him on a, um, on a Monday and he ordered the MRI that week. And so I saw, I had the MRI, mm -hmm. um, and the very next day I get a phone call. I'm at home. It's, um, the, so the phone rings at 1153. Wow. My ear doctor says, hi, Avery. Um, do you have a minute? I, I got your MRI results. And I said, well, I teach a class at noon, mm -hmm. so I have seven minutes. And he said, okay, well, I'll call you back at five. Um, but I wanted to let you know that you do have a large brain tumor. <laughs> and so, and wow. then he hung up. Wow. And, and then I had to wait an excruciating five hours um, to, to know more. And he did, I, I do need to make clear, he did tell me on, in that brief conversation that he did believe it was non-cancerous he could tell from the MRI my response was just to be hysterical I I laughed and there was also I will say a level of some relief had to have an answer yeah. I had been experiencing pain for a couple of years um chronic head pain and back pain mm. um, and it was getting to the point where it was pretty debilitating it was affecting my sleep and my daily life oh. I wasn't able to spend time with friends um, because of the chronic pain I was in. Yeah. Um, so there was a, also an aspect of, oh, there is actually something going on here. Yeah. I'm not crazy. Yeah. There was, it was hysterical and um, there was a level of relief at the same time to have an answer, even though I had to wait another five hours to get all the answers. So you, you get, you get a phone call from, from your ENT um, mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes that information is kind of tough to get via telephone. But again, as you said, you know, this is during COVID, you know, we're kind of shut down and we're doing a lot of stuff via telephone, Zoom and et cetera. 
Uh, and uh, of course, you're married, and you told me that, and so you you had to share that information with your husband. Let's talk about you know that exchange and and his reaction when when you had to kind of break that news to him. Yeah, um, I my husband is very level headed, so I um, I took the call on the front porch. We're in a one bedroom, one bedroom apartment at the time, yeah. and he is also working remotely. And so I take I um, walk back in from the front porch mm. and I just fall apart and I you know tell him I have a tumor <laughs> and um like like I said we had five hours to wait I thought you know I had to tell him all I know is that that was the ENT telling me I have a large brain tumor yeah we distracted ourselves for the afternoon so he was very he remained very calm um and. Our solution was we did a home project that we had been putting off for a long time. Sure. Um, so we, w- I think we went to Home Depot and got a couple things okay. and came back and we painted a bookshelf that we had that had been sitting on our front porch for um, months. And that was kind of our project, our tumor project. Right, right. Um, as we waited for that, the doctor to call back. Um, and so that was kind of our um response just to pass the time and um you know like i said we didn't know anything so there wasn't really anyone else who could call right right so yeah so yeah yeah so you have time you know waiting to get this follow-up phone call and you know you're and you're ruminating on that and thinking about it so uh, that makes sense that you needed to kind of distract yourself so you you guys do a little home project you know and eventually you get that phone call follow-up and 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 you sort through i'm sure all the details and clinical pathways and and you end up having an uh, a surgery but a, a 17 mm-hmm. hour surgery let's talk about how uh you know some of the dynamics and maybe even the challenges of your surgery uh, i know you shared with me that even post you know there's still some things that you're working on with regard to muscles and your face and etc let's talk about your surgery and 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 the dynamic of of having you know uh, while you're in surgery, you're you're out of it. But when you come out of surgery, let's talk about you know how you process that whole dynamic. Yeah. Um, so I will say, um, every all of my friends in medicine and my family in medicine assured me that surgery would be the quote unquote easy part for me at least. Okay. Um, since I would be unaware, yeah. and the recovery would be the hard part. Um, I didn't believe them. <laughs> I, I was very fearful of surgery. Um, the doctors warned me of all of the side effects such as facial paralysis and hearing loss. And um, they knew that the side effects. Okay. And again, I, at the time I just, I did not care. I was like, just keep me alive. That's all I want. Right, um, right. I want to keep living. And get this out of my and head. <laughs> Yes, yes. I was like, I do whatever you need to do. Um, shave my head. Right. I don't care. Just, just let me live. And, um, and sure enough, everyone who told me that recovery would be the hardest part, they were right. Um, and so when I woke up from surgery, it was again. It was during COVID, so I was all al- I was I was all alone yeah, for yeah. five weeks in the hospital, um, recovering, and I was. We anticipated a five-day recovery, so it was wow. a lot longer than we um, had expected. Um, and I, ha- it was a 
I couldn't, I, I feel like the term relearn to walk is kind of a misnomer because, you know, I knew how to walk. I just couldn't do it. My right. body wouldn't do it. Right. Um, it's, I, I feel like the, um, one of the things I've compared it to is pe- people who can roll their tongue, uh-huh. like the genetic, um, you know, the ability to roll your tongue. It's not that people don't know how they just physically cannot. Right. And so I had to, um, you know, relearn a lot of, um, like chewing and blinking and walking and all these things that my body just wouldn't do. Okay. Um, and so in, in rehab and in the hospital, that was, it was a lot more challenging than I had thought. And I, again, the whole time I had been worried about surgery yeah. and not, not about the recovery aspect. Right. And sure enough, it was, Okay. It was not fun. Yeah. And and emotionally, how difficult was and has that process been? Because I know I've 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 ruptured an Achilles tendon as an example. And, you know, and I was down for quite a while. And boy, I just remember how frustrating it was not to be able to walk and put pressure on my leg. And and even still to this day, that foot is not 100 percent the same as it was mm-hmm. prior. Let's talk about just kind of the emotional and mental hurdles that you've you've, you've had to work through with regard to your rehab at this point? It was, again, being alone was, um, very draining emotionally okay. and mentally. That was uh, probably the biggest difficult, um, aspect. Um, and I, I did, I did pray a lot. Um, but it's still, it was still very lonely. Yeah, um, sure. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I think in the hospital, you just, I, in rehab, you just don't care like what you look like. You don't care. <laughs> the, the the level of um, you know self care is just very low. I would I, I would say. Okay. And I was also I was in um, an acute rehab center for stroke patients and brain injury patients, and so relatively speaking, I could swallow, I could speak, and so there were a lot in a lot of ways. I um, you know was doing really well relative to the, my fellow patients. Um, and so that, I think during my stay in inpatient rehab, it was a constant like daily perspective, um, reminder of how much I had to be thankful for. Um, because a lot of the people around me had a lot more challenges than I did. Um, so I would say the biggest emotional challenges came after when I was back around friends and family um, and around people who had no problem smiling or chewing or getting food on their face. And so that was a big adjustment. So on that note, let's make this transition. Then you are a deep, uh, you have a deep abiding faith. Uh, You're a Christian. Uh, You love the Lord. Uh, You know, you, you serve God. Let's talk about how did your faith, uh, in God help and aid you work through the mental and emotional rigors and challenges of everything that you've just articulated. What role did your faith play in this process? And I believe you have some, some uh, good news to share as a result of, uh, of, uh, of something that's coming. That's, that's, that's on the horizon. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So we are expecting in November, um, and I would say I really learned, um, I think there are two pieces of my faith that were most 
that resonated the most throughout this past year. And I really um, dwelt on in the first being just that I had to reconcile what does a good God mean? What yeah. does that look like? Yeah. Um, and trusting that he is sovereign and um, just because something is hard doesn't mean it can't also be good. Right, right. The two um, things can be true at the same time. Exactly. And um, I, so I had lost, my dad had passed away suddenly when I was in college and I went throughout the rest for the next five years. Um, I really, truly was, con- it, I, I just knew in my gut that nothing else really hard was going to happen right. to me. I had been through my hard season. I, my life was going to be pretty smooth sailing. Um, and I, really believed that God wasn't going to give me any other really hard challenges to overcome. And that's just not true. Um, and I had to reconcile what I believed about, um, how, did I trust God when yeah. I didn't like the circumstances? Yeah. Um, and so I think that was one way my faith helped me was just kind of re, um, kind of, returning to my foundation of faith and trusting that even though I wouldn't have chosen this. Um, and then the other piece, which I would say is I, the Lord really reframed my um, understanding of beauty. And I, mm. when I struggled to see beauty in myself because of my facial paralysis and my inability to walk, I really was able to see beauty in everyone around me and really appreciate all that the Lord has done. And and I hear two important points that I, I want to just highlight very quickly and then we'll transition uh, to our next question is the fact that, number one, um, you know, an opportunity to recalibrate uh, our pre-inscribed notions of what we considered or thought or believed good was in relationship to God. And I know I've, I've born and raised in church all my life. I've been in ministry 30 years. And over the years, I've had to kind of recalibrate that, that definition of what is good and, and, and what can come within the construct of good, that there can be hard and difficult dynamics within the framework of still serving and seeing God as a good God. And I really appreciate your honesty there. And then the second dynamic, and certainly I don't think that this is just limited to 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 women or females. I know I'm, I'm married to a wife. I've got a mom and I've got a sister. And I do know that physical appearance is very important to all of us, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. And and the dynamic of you um, reestablishing and allowing the Lord to re. Uh, define for you what is beauty. I actually think of the scripture that says, you know, beauty for ashes, you know, uh, uh, coming out of negative scenarios and circumstances and hardships uh, to kind of redefine and and uh, reimagine is the word that I'm looking Mm -hmm. for, uh, what beauty is and, and given some of, you know, the the challenges that you have and are working through with with your face and et cetera. I'm so excited because, again, the Bible tells us that, you know, we are a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation and that we're God's precious possession. And so uh, forced you to dig deep into your into your your sense of faith and spirituality. And I'm so glad that you did. First of all, congratulations on the baby and that, that that's coming. That's so it's got to be so exciting. Yes, thank you. Yes, we're we're thrilled. Um, that was my first 
thought waking up from surgery was when can I have a baby? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, there you I go, huh? My eyes. Yeah. Well, that is exciting. And so we we send nothing but prayers and love for healthy, bouncy uh, boy or girl, and and that um, God continues to show His favor upon you even in the midst of the hard, and still see His good. And 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 so as we close, my last question for you for the day is. What continues to fire your hope or fuel your hope? Um, I think, I, as I mentioned, we're expecting in November, um, and we found out this spring of 21. And so I think what continues to give me hope is the, um, that the Lord is making all things new in His. He is the God of redemption. Yes. And so um, a year after a really, really hard season, we get to celebrate a new life. And um, my aunt told me once that on the days where we have the most to mourn, God will give us reason to celebrate and to dance. And um, I, I've just found that to be so true that the Lord is always, he cares about those dates that we yeah. um, are, you know, dread and, he, you know, whatever day it is. And he will, we just, he will so often give us reason to celebrate um, on the hard days and the hard seasons that so we just have to look for them. And so his redemption and his, um, he is a God of, of making things new. And that is what gives me hope. Well, congratulations, my dear, on your journey. Uh, you are an inspiration today for so many. As you move through your process, we love you to life and we thank God for you and your journey. Continue to move in the direction that God is taking you. Yes, and Avery, if you are listening right now, let me add my thanks to you sharing your story today. It was quite inspirational to hear you join Percy here in conversation. We'll continue with Percy in just a moment. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number, 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. What a wonderful, sweet person you brought to us here to learn from today, Percy. Yeah, she was a sweetheart, uh, and I was acquainted with her uh, through some other individuals who introduced me to her and her story. And um, when we sat down and talked, um, I was just blown away just at her sweetness and her genuineness. And and the good news is obviously that uh, her cancer was benign, yes. so thank God for that. Yeah. But she went through a long surgical process, as as she stated. And I thought what was interesting, Wayne, was the fact that she said that many told her that the recovery would be more difficult than the actual surgery itself. Mm -hmm. And as it turned out, that was the case for her. And so she's yeah. still working through, you know, some some rehab to to work on some things that that she's still being challenged by. Yeah, well, I was listening intently as you talked with Avery because I don't know if I've ever told you this, but way back in 1989, my own wife had a benign brain tumor removed. Really? So it was a very similar story, although my wife's recovery didn't take as long as Avery's. Boy, that, that was hard for her to suffer through those weeks. It was because of COVID, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it, it was during the time and uh, that, you know, they had to limit uh, who could actually go inside of a healthcare facility to try to, you know, quarantine and social distance and that sort of thing. So uh, being, you know, in a rehab facility uh, for that length of time and not being able to receive visitors had to be really, really difficult. And yet she managed and worked through that, obviously. Yeah. And the Lord is gifting her and her husband with this new baby. So that's uh, that's an incredible thing, too. Well, and that's the reason why we read the scripture, because, again, that's uh, that's the the beauty for the ashes that she had. And she's very excited and thrilled, as you heard. And, you know, uh, God has a way of just kind of balancing out things in our lives. Uh, And that's why we said two things can be true at the same time, despite uh, the difficult, the negative and the bad. There was good that came from and out of that situation that she today said that she had to learn and kind of re uh, pivot yeah. and anchor herself around and understand. Yeah, the Lord, she said, reframed her understanding of beauty and uh, yeah. really reaffirmed her faith is what she was saying. Exactly. And it is it's challenges, you know, in our life, as you know, Wayne, you know, a, a faith worth having uh, is a faith that at some point has to be challenged, will mm-hmm. be challenged. Yep. And, and we all will walk through different uh, scenarios and situations that will bring us to a place of reevaluating what we believe and why we believe it. And that certainly was the case for her. And today she's able to stand on the other side and declare the goodness of God no matter what. Isn't it interesting? And I'm sure you see this as you talk with various people each week and in between these podcasts as well. But isn't it interesting how God, the, the circumstances are always just a little different and the responses are always just a little different. But so many people come back to that fact that God is in charge here. Well, I think it's the it's the great uh, epiphany of living life. As my mom used to tell me as a young man, she said, son, just keep on living. Uh, there will be things that you'll see, things that you'll need to experience and you'll have to work through. But when you get on the other side of that, and of course, I grew up in a household of faith where my mom uh, caused us to focus on God and think about him uh, at the end of the day. Uh, if we if we faint not and hold on to our faith, we ultimately will find our way back at the foot of the cross of saying the beauty of who God is in the midst of all that we see and do, that God is good yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for those who may be newer listeners to our podcast, Health, Hope, and Inspiration, how do you find these guests to bring to us each week? Well, you know, we, uh, again, within the rank and file of of the plethora of stakeholders or people who work at CTCA that I know, uh, we, we basically uh, highlight a lot of those folks. Uh, some of the things that we're doing now, and, and there will be some upcoming shows here in a little while, that actually we're now interviewing some people that actually are following the show, Wayne, and and are reaching out saying, I've got a compelling story of cancer. Good. Yeah, we welcome be, that. Sure. Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. And, you know, and sit down and hear their story. So uh, it's a mixture. But by and large, it's it's the community of people that I know that I've worked with and patients that we have been intimately uh, attached to at CTCA. But we are certainly reaching out uh, to others outside of that purview who have compelling and and genuine stories of of the walk of journey with their cancer and their and their battle against cancer. So we welcome all oncomers. Yeah, I wish we had time to tell every story that we run across, <laughs> but we have we have these minutes each week, and we're grateful for them. It helps for you to be a people person too. You are a pastor, so you've got that heart to talk to people and and just hear their stories, their faith stories. You know, I have a dear friend of mine that's in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm going to give him a shout out. His name is Larry Haynes. I've known him for almost 40 years. And he said, I was, I've was i always been amazed 
people will just walk up and just start talking to you. And he's the polar opposite of my personality. He's like, I don't know if I can handle that. And so it's true. It's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. And uh, it's part of the gifting of God. It Thank is God a gift. It, it is yeah. definitely a gift. Hey, I mentioned just briefly earlier our free resource this week. It's called Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients. Do you want to say a word about this? It's available free of charge on the website. Yeah, the design and the purpose of this this resource is basically when we are supporting cancer patients or around cancer patients, uh, how can we provide them with things to think about that will inspire them? The word inspire means to breathe on or breathe in. And many times cancer patients feel that individuals uh, are not breathing in or on them things that help them to work through. Typically, people will reflect on kind of negative connotations and dynamics about cancer. So this uh, resource was designed to give us some things that we can do and say to people that will inspire them uh, to continue to work through their battle and their journey, or for people who have cancer, that they can just simply read this document and just have things that they can think on. The Bible says, think on these things. Uh, And so uh, there are things that we're providing people to think about that will inspire them through the battle and the process of being a cancer patient. Why don't you go to our website right now, healthhopeandinspiration.com, those four words, health, hope, and inspiration and download Inspirational Thoughts for Cancer Patients. And while you're there, maybe consider answering our question this week. Have you ever struggled with finding the good in the midst of something that was bad? We really would appreciate your interaction with us on our question of the week. Well, now that we've heard Avery's story, will you circle back and read that Isaiah passage again, talking about beauty for ashes? Yeah, and, and the writer of this is is the great prophet Isaiah who was speaking to Israel in the midst of some pretty dark days and difficult times. And so the context helps us with regard to Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be declared and called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And that's exactly the testimony that we heard of Avery, that in the midst of a very difficult, long process of healing and rehab, that she is seeing the beauty of the Lord in the midst of the ashes that was presented to her. And she's understood that two things can be true at the same time. And so be encouraged today. Uh, with that word of the Lord. It's our privilege to tell Avery's story. And thank you. If you want to recommend this podcast to others, I hope you'll do that. And if you haven't subscribed yourself to the podcast yet, do that at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. And when you go to Apple Podcasts or Google Play, you can leave a review there. That's always very helpful as well. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this time. Percy, thank you for bringing our guest to us today. And God bless you. Absolutely. Remember, we've got work to do, folks, so let's keep chopping the wood. Until the next time, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. 
If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.